Good morning and God bless you all. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Y'all, we got another banger for you today. For our special guest, he is not new to the show, but we're always so happy and excited to have him. Yes, he is our businessman of the week and he is all about his business. Y'all celebrate Emmanuel Iheke. Welcome to the show. Woo! <laughs> you better be your own crowd. <laughs> you thank better you, be your own you, crowd. Thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. I'm happy to be here once again. It's my it's my second or third time. This is your third time here. Okay, so you yeah, are definitely not a stranger at all. Um, but for no, those that are now just meeting Emmanuel, Emmanuel was the founder and CEO of Unassociated. The reason why you are listening to Create with Kendra on this platform is because of this man right here. Behind the scenes works so extremely hard. Um, we are always um, so excited to celebrate you and give you your flowers while you are here. And if you haven't tuned in to the Church Boy Confessions, it's about that time, okay? Church Boy Confessions drops every single Monday at 8 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time? Eastern, yeah. Eastern Standard Time. So, Emmanuel, once again, th- welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. And all glory to God, honestly. You know what I'm saying? You're here because God has brought you here. I'm here because God has brought me here. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, I definitely know my place when it comes to all this, so. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be on this show. I'm thankful for how God, how far God has brought us. Um, so yeah, I'm ready. I'm yes. ready. What so, are we talking about? What's going on? Before we get into our conversation, there is something big coming up. Right. Yes. Something Indeed. going on in the Los Angeles area. That's celebrating Angeles. a ministry. Emmanuel, what's going on on August 20th? So Saturday, August 20th, um, we are going to be celebrating our four-year anniversary, guys. Um, so Unassociated is going to turn four years, specifically on August 26th. So the, the, the weekend right before that, we're all going to be in Los Angeles for a day of community, of creativity, of worship, of art. We're going to have merch as well. That announcement is coming soon. Um, so yeah, you know, this is the first time that we're actually going to like like attempt to celebrate our anniversary with our community. Um, Other times it's kind of been like a team thing, but, you know, we decided to open it up and just have that fun, have that community. And, you know, if you're someone that's been looking for that Christian community, that young adult Christian community, um, this is definitely the place to be on August 20th. So um, we look forward to it, man. God has brought us so far. Um, and you know, I still feel like I haven't really like settled into the fact that this whole thing has existed for four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, God's brought us so far. God's been making great impact through this ministry and it's going to continue. So Saturday, August 20th, I have been screaming. I have been evangelizing about this <laughs> for the past like two months. I know people are tired. I know people are tired. I don't care. Let me keep on talking about it. But yeah, hope to see everybody there. UA day, Saturday, August 20th. 12 p.m. And yeah. Yes. If you are available, if you are in the Los Angeles area, if you are traveling through there, make sure that you be a part of UA Day. It is definitely a wonderful thing to celebrate. And we can't wait to see you all. All right, Emmanuel, we got we got a we got a question. And I love 
um, the questions that we get. And we get them from different, you know, places. We get them from the Ask Kendra um, function on our website. Um, Folks ask me on Instagram. And this particular question actually came from a YouTube comment. And so we want to tackle it today, y'all. Get ready because we are going to talk about evangelism. All right. So the question reads, I've been struggling with boldness. The Lord has allowed me to use my WhatsApp. Up app um, platform to share the gospel, and I'm so grateful. I struggle with sharing the gospel in person, especially with my family. My parents know I'm a Christian, but I'm kind of scared of sharing my faith, not because I'm ashamed of Jesus, but I'm shy. They know my testimony and stuff, and I send them um, biblical references um, and Bible verses and videos about repentance. I'm afraid that their that they'll that their perishing will be on my shoulders, and I'm anxious because mm-hmm. Jesus is returning. Wow. The last mm-hmm. the last part part of this question says so. If you feel <laughs> in your heart to make a video about sharing the gospel with family members, I would appreciate it. Well, you know what, listener. This show video, <laughs> and we are super excited, um, and I and I really feel like this is so necessary. I don't know if I've done a video or a, a podcast episode <clears throat> on evangelism, so I'm I'm excited to do it. No, absolutely. Um, you know, evangelism is one of those things that like we all know that we need to do. Um, I think that our generation, I mean, we're going to get into this entire topic, but I feel like our generation has not seen the sense of urgency as much as previous generations have. Like, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Like my dad, he really became a Christian in like the seventies and like was very fervent and was very zealous. And like, they thought Jesus was coming back in the seventies. So like, when I tell you that evangelism was life, like that's like, that's what they did. Like that was their <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it was amazing. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if since Jesus didn't come back back then, we're only closer to that day even now. And, um, I definitely feel like we're due for a resurgence in that fervent, that um, having being fervent and zealous about evangelism. Yeah. A- amen to that. I was on a prayer line for my church. And mm-hmm. we have to understand that God's time is not our time. Mm-hmm. Like a thousand years here is like one day with him. So really, Jesus has been gone for two days. <laughs> So we have to, we have to, um, when people get tired, uh, of the, of the narrative that Jesus is coming back soon, we have to remember that his time is not our time. And we have to still keep that, that, um, fervent attitude and that sense of urgency that he is coming back. And that as Christians, our responsibility is not to covet or keep Christianity to ourselves, but it is to share it. And that's what the Bible um, tells us to do. But for this episode, we're going to talk about what that looks like. We're going to talk about, you know, how um, God charges us as Christians to to evangelize to people. So um, so how how do you go about witnessing to people? Yeah, um, I think that's a really good question. I would say that, you know, even though that you know, I literally stand behind a mic or sit behind a mic every week and I preach on the podcast and like I pray in public every week as well, I still find it hard to, or really just hard like and challenging to speak to somebody about Jesus in person. I feel like that's an entirely different beast. 
um, even to speak to your close friends about Jesus in person. Interestingly enough, like sometimes that can be hard as well. Um, but I think that what I've really grown to rely on is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever there's something that I really want to tell somebody, um, what I do is I pray to the Holy Spirit and I say, Holy Spirit, give me that, that um, opportunity. Like and make it clear to me. And I like to pray that. And it actually happens. Like it'll literally happen. Whether a conversation I'm, I'm having with somebody, it leans, it goes, starts to go in that direction to where bringing up Jesus is not even awkward. It's just very mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. Or sometimes it's like, you know, I just literally walk into a space at the right time, right place, like right place. And everything has lined up for me to talk about Jesus right now. Like the Holy Spirit has a way of being our coach in life. Um, unfortunately, I feel like sometimes we kind of, think that you know the holy spirit is just something that we feel when we have all the emotion and like you know what i'm saying and like the holy spirit is a coach you know what i'm saying so when i rely on the holy spirit and i ask the holy spirit to give me that opportunity and make it clear to me like multiple times this has happened to where like of course it might have still been awkward it might have still felt weird but in those times where i just knew it was the holy spirit giving me this opportunity it kind of made me more lax and just like the fact that I know that this is what God wants me to do. He's given me the opportunity. So he's going to be with me to say what I need to say, you know? Amen. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Not only that, but the Holy spirit is very wise. Mm. So when you're able to listen to what the spirit says, then he'll give you direction on what you need, where you need to go and how you need to say and how you need to approach this person because you Absolutely. can't approach everybody the same way. Mm-mm. And right. even this generation, we have to be approached a different way. Right. Back in the day, when I talk about back in the day, I'm talking about like the, the seventies, the sixties, the fifties, that, that, um, that, that I don't, I don't want to say that firmness or that sternness, but that type of sternness that they had. You yeah. could tell somebody anything, however you wanted to say it, and they would comply. Right. Not with this generation. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, we, we're not going to take that. You can't talk don't to us that any. Hello. Enough said. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom on how to approach things and how to approach people. Um, I know for myself, like, because God is so woven into my life, like he's a part mm. of every part of my life. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Um, and my personality may be a little different than others. I I can be an extrovert. I could turn on, you know, my extrovertness really well. And so if I'm if I get to meet somebody or um if I'm in like a setting to where people are asking questions and I naturally say, you know, Oh God just did this for me or something like that. That happens a lot. And it happens. It happens. I'll say like when it does happen, I don't think to myself, like, is this person a believer or not? I just know what God's done for me. And how I'm excited about what he's done and what he's doing in my life. And I just share it. I don't check to see if people, if you are a Christian, if you do Islam, I I don't check. I just tell you the goodness of God, because whether you believe or not, he's still good. Period. Uh, Hello. Um, But it's not. 
it's not that I'm beating it down people's throats, but I would honestly say that the best way to witness is your life. Right. People will watch your life before they open up a Bible. Right. It speaks much louder when you live for God than you saying all of these things. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that there's no value in your words, but they have to match. And not Absolutely. only just living it, but living it consistently. Yeah. Because the first thing people want to do is catch one of us Christians slipping. Absolutely. First thing they want to do is catch you slipping. Not to say that we're perfect because we do fall. Yeah. Kendra falls. Emmanuel falls. Everyone that's listening to the Bible says that we've all come short of the glory of God. Absolutely. But when you live for him consistently and when he becomes a part of your life, you can't help but to witness. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your your behavior is the foundation for the conversation, honestly. Because you can, like you said, you could be talking about Jesus did, did Jesus did that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if somebody, somebody's gonna need to see the fruits of the spirit in your life, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants to listen to somebody who's saying that I need to repent or I need to accept the accept Jesus Christ into my life and and have this Holy Spirit change me if I continue <clears> to suppress <throat> the Holy Spirit and if I continue to suppress those spirits, yeah. if I live the exact same like them, if I cuss up a storm like them. If I do all the same things that they do, and now I'm trying to tell them, hey, there's better, there's a better life than what you're living right now. Like, how are they supposed to listen to me when I'm living the same life that they're living? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that, like, like you said, I would really emphasize what you say is that, you know, what, how we live our life is, is so important. But I'd even go as far to say that, you know, there are some people who think that just being the nice person and coming off as like, the Christian is it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of hide behind that. Yeah. And they go as far to like, you know, they, they, they say like, oh, well, you know, um, I'm nice to everyone. I love everyone. I forgive people. You know what I'm saying? I love everybody as myself. But God forbid when they get on that big stage or when they start to have the cameras on them that they mentioned Jesus Christ because now they think what it's offensive or now they just don't want to you know, lose people or they don't want to be like ostracized or whatever it might be, you know, like some people can be, their faith can be evident in their behavior, but God forbid they actually confess the name of Jesus. And that's also a big issue that I feel like is very prevalent, you know? Yeah. I, I, I know that it is important for us to stand strong on right. the word of God to stand yeah. strong because like even, even our shows, you know, Church Boy Confessions, Create with Kendra, this is a vehicle of evangelism. Absolutely. And sometimes I, I do catch that heat where people are just tired of me talking about God or me talking about Jesus. I don't care. <laughs> like, just because, I mean, like, yeah, we, we catch that heat sometimes. Not to say yeah. that we, we don't feel it because we feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Not to say that's a good feeling because it ain't. It's not, yeah. But I, ca I can't unknow him the way that I do. Yeah. I can't 
detach myself the way that I am attached to him. Right. And even though it, it, it can cause friction, that's I, honestly the word of God is supposed to either draw you or drive you. So we doing our job. Right. You can, you can either draw you in conviction. If your heart is um, open to being convicted or it can drive you because you want to stay in your mess. Yeah. What you want to do. So I I just, I want to, I want to, I want to pivot because we do need to stand on the word of God. We do need to be firm in our urgency that Jesus is coming back. Yes, he is. Hello. Um, But is there such thing as being too extreme? uh, Can we talk about that? You know, it's funny because like, (laughs) This is such like a generational conversation. Like, I don't think that you could have, like, I would hear a lot of people from previous generations talk about this. Or if they did, they just kept it to themselves. But there is a such thing as a Christian. And I don't want to use the term like you evangelize too much. You don't evangelize too much. It's that you think that talking about Jesus 24-7 is the only way to evangelize, you know? Um, And I think that we as believers ought to recognize when evangelism is also friendship. You know what I'm saying? Like being a friend to the person you're trying to evangelize. Like maybe the first conversation you have with that person is not Jesus died for your sins. So here's a list of reasons why I'm going to give you as to why I think that you should accept Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe it starts with, hey, did you watch the Lakers game? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or maybe it starts with, hey, like, you know, do you see the things that are going on in the world? In seminary school, one of the things, one of the classes that I had, what they taught us was having conversations and then having on-ramps into the gospel, right? So it's like, you know, you're having a conversation with someone, and then there are certain parts in that conversation that can easily spin off to where you can have that conversation with the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps to keep the conversation like naturally flowing. But you do want to make sure that you're not always forcing Jesus into every conversation because the reality is it is distasteful. And it's not distasteful because it's Jesus. It's distasteful because you're just being like not that great of a communicator. You're not relating with that person. That person probably doesn't even know your name, doesn't know the things that you like, doesn't know if you're someone that they should even be taking advice from to begin with because you haven't established that relationship first to where they, you seem like someone they can trust. You seem like someone that they can, they should, they should care what you're saying. So a lot of us neglect that part of evangelism Mm -hmm. where it's actually building a relationship with the person we're trying to evangelize with. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Emmanuel, that is so good. And I, and I think about two things. I think about, um, community. Mm. And I think about family. And when I say community and family, the community aspect is that I think about like churches that go into different communities to try to evangelize. Mm. How does that work? Because it, it it's more effective when a ministry or a person, you don't have to be a part of like a church organization to evangelize, but do you know your neighbors? All right. Do you know their first name? Do you know how many kids they have? Do you know where they're from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, I not think, I know <laughs> a, a great tool to get anybody to listen to you is to feed them. 
my pastor um says you can ain't nobody gonna listen to you on no on no empty stomach <laughs> um my bishop bishop um jw macklin he started his church in the 70s, um, Glad Tidings, and he would literally go out into the the community and be like, hey, you like you like to eat? You like this food and this food? My wife was over at the house. She cooking. She's a great cook. Come over to the house and get a plate. Come have dinner with us. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then when they would come and have dinner, they would get into conversation and begin to study the word of God. That mm. is evangelism. Yeah. That's yeah. evangelism. And also, like, even in, in a more intimate setting with family, I mean, I don't, I don't know who, um, the person that's actually writing this, this question. Um, consider having, like, dinner at the table and then doing, like, fishbowl questions like, you know, what was the best part of your day or what are you grateful for? And then, like, just, like, surface-level questions and then get a little yeah. bit deeper. Yeah. And then yeah. you can birth opportunities to share about Jesus. Yeah. Because if I received on my phone from like a, a family member that always sent me videos on like repentance and videos about, you know, you go into hell if you don't get right. I'm I'm blocking you. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I am. Um, yeah. I don't like chain messages. I don't like group chats as it is. So I'm blocking you. Um like be be t- be reachable be human be human yeah. you don't be in the world but not of it you don't have to be of it but don't be so far off in the galaxy that people can't touch you that people can't read absolutely. you absolutely yeah don't be so far off so and i you know oh, go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you off um but you know th- this is scripture and, you know, I have to sprinkle a little scripture in there. Um, and when the Apostle Paul was, was actually, well, there's kind of a couple places where you can, like, reference this. But when the Apostle Paul was going into, um, I forgot exactly where it was. But they had, like, a whole bunch of temples, right? And because they were pagans and they worshipped all these different gods. And then they had one temple that was to the unknown god because just, like, if there's any unknown God out there, then like we'll just sacrifice to them anyways. And the way that Apostle Paul posed to then like, you know, kind of made his way into preaching the gospel to them is saying that this unknown God, like, you know, and, and, and kind of identifying him as Yahweh and then bringing that into a conversation about Jesus Christ and ended up sharing the gospel. Um, and there's this other verse where he talks about like, you know, just ultimately him finding ways to relate to the people he's speaking to in order for the gospel that he's about to preach to them to be more for them to be open to receiving it more. Mm -hmm. And like, this is not baiting. This is not, you know, trying to trick somebody into believing or convincing them. But the reality is, you know, this is, we're talking about big deal stuff, right? Maybe not everybody sees eternal life as a big deal, but never. It's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, it, it's virtually everyone is asking the questions, the ultimate questions of does God exist? Yeah. Where do we go when we die? People are indeed curious. Right. But and and but the but the problem is that some people have walls up. Maybe it's from religious trauma or maybe it's from 
you know, different conversations they've had with other people that, you know, didn't end up so well. Or maybe it's because they never even had somebody to talk to about this. And maybe you're the first person who's even bringing up all these conversations. with. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, you know, you want to be able to um, show yourself to be human, show yourself to be someone that they can trust. Because, you know, when you start to get to those heavy, deep conversations, you know, you want to be in that space or they want to be in that space with someone who can actually show love and can like, you know, be responsible with mm-hmm. the transparency that might even follow that conversation as well. So it's important for us to just show ourselves to be human, feed somebody like you were saying, you know, compliment somebody, just be cool. And like, you know, like it just makes the entire experience much easier. It does. And Romans, Romans 10 and 17 says faith comes by hearing and the hearing through the word of God. Um, that's the English Standard Version. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. Being it, I, I also want to really emphasize not a passive um, approach to evangelizing. Mm. Because we need to know God's Word. When it comes to evangelizing, you don't tell nobody, (laughs) um, give them options of what God they can serve and what aspects of different religions and practices they can implement into their lives along with Christianity. Yeah. So when we get opportunity to share God's word, um, that we must definitely stand firm on his word. You know, I think... I like that you said that because here's where I think a lot of us feel discouraged when it comes to evangelism is that we think that all of it, and even the person that asked this question said something similar to this, all of the pressure is on us and the things that we say in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear a lot of people use the words like persuade and convince someone to believe in Jesus. But I feel like when we back away from using language like that and just focus on telling the truth. Yeah. Focus on sharing the truth. We have to understand um, 1 Corinthians (laughs) chapter 1. I'm saying, and 2. Just read 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. And Apostle Paul is talking about how he didn't approach the Corinthians with all of this wisdom. He came testifying of Jesus Christ in with trembling that they won't have their faith based on man's wisdom, but they'll have their faith based on the power of God. We have to understand that our role when in evangelism as believers is to share the truth. The person that actually is going to convict that person to receive Jesus Christ into their life is not Emmanuel Headgate. It's not Kendra. It's the Holy spirit. So we share the truth. And we pray for these people. That is your role. You, the weight does not rest on your human self. <laughs> like, yeah. I share the gospel. Jesus told me to share the gospel. I share it. I share my testimony. Yes. That's my job. Yeah. I serve and how the Holy Spirit convicts me to serve. I befriend and how the Holy Spirit convicts me to serve. I'm a vessel trying to share the truth. 
whether that person comes, that person can hear me talk about Jesus Christ. I'll speak the, I'll preach the best sermon. The oh man, I'll man, I'll break it down so simply, and they can still possibly not come to Christ, and that's not my fault. It's it's on them at the end of the day, but we just gotta put that up to the Spirit. Don't don't confuse your role with the Holy Spirit's role. Ooh! Do your role. <laughs> Do your focus on your role. Share the truth and pray. Jesus. That's that's your role right there. Jesus. <laughs> we can't do what he does. We Lord can't. have mercy. We I'm sorry if somebody got their AirPods in because I definitely screamed in the mic. Um, don't get your role mixed up with the Holy Spirit. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. that is just so good and even in the question this particular person felt burdened and and anxious about whether or not their family receives christ that is not your burden to carry yeah first corinthians um chapter two um niv version says and so it was with me brothers and sisters when i come to you i did not come with eloquent or human wisdom yeah. as i proclaim to you the testimony of god for i resolved to know nothing while mm. i was with you except jesus and him yeah. be crucified mm-hmm. that's the only thing i came with was the gospel is All that right. jesus and his crucifixion and the fact yeah. that he died it rose on the third day hello right you okay yeah. this is kind of like random Maybe a little tangent, but it's it's connected. There's a little tether there. Go what I it. love <laughs> what I love about the Baptist preachers. Okay. And I'm not Baptist, but what I've noticed, <laughs> Baptist preachers, no matter what they're talking about, their mm. sermons always ends up at Christ crucified. Yeah. I'm like, that's good stuff. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. He died for our sins. Right. He purchased our salvation. Yeah. I got a I got an analogy. Not an analogy. Well, I guess it is. No. An anecdote. We'll figure it out. I got a story <laughs> for you. And I heard this from a preacher that's actually an evangelist, and he was teaching on evangelism. And the story goes that this little boy, he made a kite. Han made this kite. It was a very precious kite to him. And he was out flying it one day and he lost the kite. Mm. And so he's walking down the street and he looks at this antique store and there goes his kite in the display window. He goes into the store and says, sir, that is my kite. I lost it. I would like it back. The man says, that's too bad. It's my kite now. You can buy it for $2. The little boy goes home, cracks open his piggy bank, picks up eight quarters, comes back, slams the eight quarters on the counter, goes to that display window and takes the kite out and walks out the store. He's so happy he has his kite back. And you know what he says to his kite? I made you. I had you twice is what he said. I had you twice. Once when I made you and the second time when I bought you. Mm. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. God made us. And because of our sin, we were held up. And Jesus came and paid for our sin. He made us and then he bought us back. Yeah. 
that is what we need to preach absolutely and you know i think that you have to also talk about you know how the gospel in of itself can be very much enticing you know because the reality is there are a lot of people that have already been feeling that conviction of the holy spirit they just don't know what it is Mm. you know hello i remember um who was it the call of sam was it samuel when god was calling his name and he kept on like yes he was like who that exactly (laughs) exactly and he had to be instructed like oh okay you know you know that's that's god talking to you go back over there and stay over there you know what i'm saying yeah so you know god was calling the people and weighing on their heart they're not really sure what's going on you know um and you know we have to tell them because it's some people that have real they recognize oh man like why do i feel bad after i do something like this like why why is this why do i feel so dirty right now you know, or they might be saying, why is this world so evil? Why is there so much evil in the world? Why are people so bad? These answers, I mean, these questions are answered with the gospel. We see the answer with why the world is so full of sin, starting from Adam and Eve. We see the answer to the guilt and the shame that we carry. Even mm-hmm. some people that don't know God, they still carry this guilt and shame. Wait until they hear that that guilt and shame can be picked up off of them, Jesus. never to return. Ooh. I've had conversations with people and don't don't think that people know the gospel because they don't. No. You'll be surprised. There are even some people who call themselves Christian that don't know the gospel. Yeah. Like there are still people who the reason why they're not Christian today is because they've yet to realize and by God's grace they'll come to realize this. They've yet to realize that Christianity is not about following rules. And God forbid that I know that somebody is that ignorant and I don't let them know what the real gospel is, that it's not following rules. It's not about following, okay, all these laws and I have to do these laws. It's about accepting Jesus Christ into your life. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to change you from the inside out. Yes, Lord. Against such, there is no law. There's mm. no law against the, the fruits of the Spirit. You better preach. Where your scripture. Galatians 5, 23. Where is your preacher towel? You need something. <laughs> no, I need an organ. It? I need <laughs> to tune you because you is in the Bible. <laughs> I'm telling you. Man, there is no know. law against it. <laughs> yeah. People don't know. People don't know Jesus. that the way we serve God <sighs> is no longer by following whole bunch of laws we're not under the law it is by living by the holy spirit those Mm -hmm. are two different things and we need to help people understand the difference and people don't know they think the holy ghost is what you catch at church not catch and throw it back huh (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's that's what they think of when they think holy spirit you know, like, and it, and it's sad that we don't understand the vast array of roles, how important the Holy Spirit <gasps> is beyond that. Jesus. You know? Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to share a scripture with you um, as we come to a close. We could really be on here for two hours, but we ain't going to do that. Um, Mark chapter 16, verse 15, from the English Standard Version. And it says, and he said to them, go into all the world to proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Mm. That is what we have called. We have been called to do as Christians. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a licensed missionary or evangelist. You just have Mm -hmm. to be a Christian. You just have to be a born again believer. And I just want to encourage those that are listening to this, that 
you know, find it hard or found it hard to evangelize to family, to friends, to strangers, to, you know, whatever, that this was helpful. I pray that this was an encouragement um, and a fanning of the flame to ignite us to continue and to live a life of evangelism. Um, Emmanuel, are there any last words you would like to share with the people? Man, it's a lot of words I would like to share. But what's coming to my mind right now is a message to all of us young Christians, especially. <laughs> Rep your faith. Rep it and be loud and proud about it. Not obnoxious, but loud and proud about it. Because people are repping their gang. People are repping these luxury brands. People are repping their favorite artists or their favorite celebrity. People are repping something and so much and they're loud and they're proud about it. Why should you, who has seen the impact of Jesus Christ in your life, be silent about it? Mm -hmm. God forbid. <clears throat> and I don't say that to put anybody to shame, but I do say that it's a wake up call to people. Don't let anybody try to back you into this place where you should be silent about your faith. Tell somebody that God is good. Matter of fact, scratch that because everybody calls everything God nowadays. Tell somebody that Jesus is good. I don't, I want to hear just God is good. I want to hear the God. Either you say Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, say Jesus, whatever you got, be specific about what you're repping and rep it proud. Period. That's what we got to do. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Something. Why can't we? Amen. Amen. Rep it proud, y'all. Look, right. I mean, it's a, it's a, I love, I love it. I love being a Christian and I love being loud. Right. Bible says cry loud and spare not. Yeah. We ain't here to be timid. We not. Yes. <laughs> I could talk. I could talk for another hour. I, we'll do a part two. <laughs> no, nah, we might have to. <laughs> we'll do a part two on this. Um, I'm not trying to hold the rest of like what I have to. Say. <laughs> You're about to burst at the seams. <laughs> but um, I just want to thank you again, Emmanuel, for coming on um today and sharing with the folks. This was a great, juicy, meaty conversation. It was so good, and I and my prayers that someone is able to, um, con to start either start or continue evangelizing um, in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, amen. So we're gonna pray out, and we are going to close. Okay, you want to pray or? Uh. You got it. You got it. Okay, I got it. Cool. Um, Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. God, I thank you for saving me one day. God, I thank you so much for salvation. I thank you for the opportunity to to come come and be in communion with you. Lord God, I pray for your people, those that are afraid or timid of evangelizing and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you give them holy boldness in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now that you give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and how we draw people to Christ. God, let us not be confused with the task that we've been giving to evangelize and the task of you as the savior, because we are not the savior. We are just your ambassadors. We are just your representatives. We are just um, those that are being sent out to bring others in 
God, I even pray for the the Christian elect, for those that don't know you right now, but will come to know you because Mm. someone shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. God, I pray right now that you begin to work on their heart. God, I pray right now that you begin to convict them in the name of Jesus. God, I pray Mm. that you give them the unction to ask, what must I do to be saved? What Mm. is further for me? How can I get connected to God? How can I walk in his way. God, I pray that you give them a yes in their spirit in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you do, that you rebuke the devourer and the enemy from discouraging the saints. God, I pray that you give us roots so we can be rooted in you. God, we don't want to be like the seeds that are scattered on top of the soil. When the wind comes, we just are blown away. But God, we want to be rooted in you. Hallelujah. We want to be rooted and grounded in you in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you are glorified through this episode. God, I thank you for using us today. God, we just love you so much. We appreciate you and we ask that you continue to use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 All right, child, that is the word on the street for this week. We love you so much. There's nothing you can do about it. I pray that everyone has a great rest of their week. Until next time.